These are real issues. Today is to sound the alarm. The trundling is happening all the time. Puerto Rico sits between two fault lines. The central government does not have the capacity to be able to deal with this type of situation. It was the governor that admitted there is no emergency plan for earthquakes. This is where stateside, we have to exercise our social capital, our political capital, and our conscience. This is a humanitarian crisis and we will not allow it to happen again. Hi everyone. That was Cristina Pasiones-Zayas, co-chair of the Puerto Rican Agenda in Chicago at a press conference announcing the reactivation of the Chicago Puerto Rican Agenda's 3Rs campaign for earthquake relief. I am switching up the intro for this week's episode because I want to share what Puerto Ricans in the diaspora here in Chicago are doing for earthquake relief. Since December 28, 2019, close to 1,300 earthquakes have hit Puerto Rico with the largest being a 6.4 magnitude quake. In response, Chicago's Puerto Rican agenda has reactivated their 3Rs campaign to rescue, bring relief, and rebuild the hardest hit parts of La Isla. Learn more about and or donate what you can to the 3Rs campaign at PuertoRicanChicago.org. Again, that's PuertoRicanChicago.org. I'll include the link in the show notes along with a link to the latest piece I wrote for Latino Rebels about the campaign. You can also stay up to date with the PR Agenda's earthquake relief efforts on their Facebook page. Now, on with the show. Welcome, you are now listening to Paseo Podcast, where we highlight stories by, from, and about the Puerto Rican community. You are listening to the Paseo Podcast, where we highlight stories by, from, and about the Puerto Rican community. My name is Joshua Smeza de Leon, and I want to thank you for downloading this episode. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are streamed, give this podcast a like and subscribe to it. It makes a world of difference. We started this podcast as a way to bring attention to the diverse and vibrant stories that make up the Puerto Rican communities here in Paseo Boricua in Chicago and around the world. From La Isla to the diaspora, we hope you enjoy what you hear. In case you missed it, or you don't rock with football like that, this past Sunday was the Super Bowl. For many people, the highlight was the halftime show that was headlined by the iconic duo of Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. So I invited two special guests on the Paseo podcast to share their reactions and try to cover a lot of the debate that we had been hearing about online in regards to the show. This was the first time Latinas solely headlined the Super Bowl halftime show since Gloria Estefan in 1992. For all the historic moments and messaging in the performance, there was also a good amount of very valid critique, especially in regards to the role the NFL played in all of this. Unfortunately, there was also a lot of ignorant critiques. Just to give you a quick peek of what that looked like, the Puerto Rican flag is not the Texas flag. Know your flags, people. Know your flags. That will make sense later on in the show. Speaking of the show, I really have to apologize to you all right now. We had an audio equipment failure, so the original recording was damaged. Luckily, 
our videographer Josue Ortiz was able to pass along audio of the discussion we had. So the good news is you get to listen to our convo. Bad news is there is a bit of an echo. But regardless of that, after you listen, sound off on our social media channels and let us know if you agree or disagree with anything we said. If we miss something or need to look at something from a different angle, let us know. The respectful dialogue is always welcome. Let's jump into the show. The National Football League welcomes you to the Pepsi Super Bowl 54 halftime show. I'm here with two guests. They're very special guests in my life specifically. Special guests, why don't you introduce yourselves to our audience? My name is Jason Donis. <laughs> I am uh, Joshua's cousin. I'm also a Humble Park native. Lived here growing up, live here now. And my name is Kim, and I'm Joshua's wife. Um, and I grew up in London Square, but I was born in Houston. H-Town. 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 <laughs> all right, all right. So let's dive in. We just finished watching the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, Shakira, we did. J-Lo were the, were the headliners. So initial thoughts. What did you feel when watching it? A scale of 1 to 10. 50 million. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. I should also clarify, I said this in the video, but I am a big time Shakira J-Lo stan. So you're going to hear a lot of positive reviews from me. This, uh, this I'll be honest, I don't know what that means. What's a stan with the S? You know, it's something the kids stay. Okay, but so, uh, from my understanding, go. it is someone who is a ride or die fan. Like, they can do no like, wrong. Is it like an Eminem reference? That's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. Thank you, thank you. I Man, I was proud. Just like, I just feel like as Puerto Ricans, we take our flag everywhere and I was like, of course, she brought the flag to this. Like, this is beautiful. Um, and then it, you know, just having like two Latinas up there, um, both doing just hot shit in their 40s and 50s. It was just incredible. It's just like something to look forward to. Yeah, I thought it was historic. I think the last time I was saying this while we were watching it, but Gloria Estefan was the last Latina to perform at a halftime show. So why it's taken this long for us to get out of all like the amazing performers, I mean, it took this long to get Shakira and uh, J-Lo up there and they rocked it. I feel like that was my favorite halftime show that I've ever seen. Yeah, um, no I mean, bias, I like Prince, no bias. No bias. No bias. <laughs> uh, maybe a lot of bias. No, no, but, I, I watched but, some. You know, I wa after like, after yeah. the Super Bowl, I came home and I watched a few. I watched uh, over like the past like five years yeah. and obviously yeah. got a little bit of bias, mm -hmm. but this was an expression. This was a cultural expression. This was an expression of a moment in time, unlike others were. Mm -hmm. Others were like, you can tell it was from a particular time, but mm -hmm. this one had a message for this particular time. I thought it was great. It's definitely the first time I saw a political message in the halftime show. Well, like I'm trying but... to remember Beyonce's and I feel like that's the only thing that got close to that where she yeah. had everyone dress up in like Black Panthers-esque outfits but there i don't remember there the being HBC like a direct stuff. statement yeah there was like didn't she have marching bands it was mm -hmm. like the hbcu mm -hmm. reference and mm -hmm. um this was a clear expression whether everyone got it on having children in cages and just like a moment for latinos to stop being focused on being targeted all the time and just being able to relax for 12 or 14 minutes however long the performance was and just be proud yeah. for a second whether people were hating on that or not like 
it, it was just like they covered so many different like with Shakira bringing in her like uh, a dance that was special to her and Jennifer bringing in a dance that was special to her it was like just a time to not think about how America is treating us right now and just be happy about what we bring to America. Yeah. Or a time to think about it and say, yeah. F that, like, here's our flag. Like, you're, you're, we're not going anywhere type of thing. And I'm sure, like, Beyonce's likely had a message too. You, we'd have to ask yeah. people in the black community, but for Latinos, like, that was like a, this was a, this was a thing. Yeah. yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, specifically, the, some of the messaging in the show, was there anything that stood out to you as being like a powerful message in their performance? She put her own daughter in a cage. Mm -hmm. like, that's crazy to me. All the children could not perform until they came out of their cages and they chose to have Let's Get Loud play at that moment. And I, I mean, that was clearly a, a statement in itself was like this is something to get loud about having children in cages and they can't reach their potential unless we say something about that and her daughter came out and raised her voice like that was the 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 height of the song was when you say let's get loud that third time extremely loud and her and her daughter shared that moment and it didn't hit me at the time until I saw the images afterwards and I mean it's sad I feel like I saw a lot more about Jay-Z and Beyonce sitting down during the national anthem than I did people commenting on that on the kids in cages in the show well that's kind of how silly we've gotten with messages in the NFL that it's like yeah. it's all about it all goes back to kind of like a Kaepernick's protest and mm -hmm. it's uh like that's the that's that's what people are so fixated on. Mm -hmm. They can't see beyond. They can't see anything beyond that when it comes right. to uh, sharing a message that matters on the greatest American stage. It's who's sitting, who's kneeling. Mm -hmm. But here we're talking about like a multitude of uh, of of issues, both cultural and political, social political, and they're like integrated into a in a cultural expression the mm -hmm. song and dance and we can't even see it right uh that's like the wild part about it and i think it's unfortunate too because i mean i think again this is a historic performance and you know the nfl just does not have a good track record with people of color communities of color and i feel like no matter who partners with them from ever since kaepernick and the issues he was trying to be bring to light then if anything that the nfl touches just gets trivialized and you get all these people that start talking about standing and kneeling during the national anthem. And it's like, yo, this country was founded on protests. Why are we so fixated against uh, people that speak their mind and do it in a like peaceful, yeah, in a peaceful manner. It's not like someone's getting physical or aggressive with somebody. It's like someone's kneeling or, or, or sitting and they're trying to be, bring attention to an issue. So why are we blowing that up in a way that takes away from the whole point of them doing that protest? Does that well, make sense? Yeah, I mean, there was people, you had mentioned this the night uh, of the Super Bowl that like you were just concerned before the performance happened that they were using the Latino community because they knew that 
possibly the black community felt a certain way towards the NFL and that people like myself had no interest in watching the game because of what the NFL represents at this point, like silencing voices and and um, not giving, allowing like athletes to have a voice and not supporting them the way like maybe the NBA would mm -hmm. with their athletes and that we were nervous that like we're using, not a scapegoat, but like the Latinos were being put on this time because no one else, no other people of color were willing to, to support them. And it's like, mm -hmm. how does that make us look when shouldn't we be standing out like so, so many other people are saying that they want to take like a stand, stand away from the NFL. And I just feel like JLo and Shakira took this opportunity to make a statement and it's it's kind of the decision that we're faced with on a daily basis like in in our work lives and in our personal lives like okay we can let this slide or we can say okay you're giving me a platform i'm gonna take it and i'm gonna say something and jlo her whole career has not been known to take stances on things but she certainly used this opportunity and i'm proud of her for that yeah it felt they, they messed up i, I think some executives like the morning after were like wait that's what that meant that's what we <laughs> mean like got him yeah, got your asses no. yeah, yeah. finessed them a little yeah. bit i don't think people were getting it like until no, all they're just like little light bulbs yeah. oh it's just like kids they're cute it's like a <laughs> moment i don't know nah we we did that thing and i don't think anyone greenlit that i don't think anyone yeah. was like oh yeah reference to kids in cages hell yeah go ahead and do right. that thing they nah. weren't square nah they, they didn't weren't know. steel they, yeah they didn't know what was up mm -hmm. and we took it and we ran with it like Hell yeah, I'm proud. Yeah. I definitely, I agree. yeah, I, I definitely, to your point, Kim, about, well, when you're referencing some of my concerns, yeah, I think you can definitely feel a rift between the Latinx community and the black community or any like communities that have been oppressed because it's almost like, um, it's almost like buying into this scarcity mindset. Like if you have something, that means I don't have something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we start fighting against each other. And I do believe there are, forces in our society that intentionally position communities of color, oppressed communities against one another so that they're not building coalitions with one another and being able to truly speak truth to power as a large body. So when we look at something like Latinas headlining this halftime show, that's where I saw a lot of the dissent online. Like people just really kind of having this dialogue with one another, like, you know, just leaving black people out in the cold. And it's honestly, it's something that I, I could really understand. And I think what made up for it, I, I hate to say it that way, I don't mean to like minimize the, the rift between cultures and, and identities and ethnicities, but I think to your points, what really put this show above is the finessing and like really bringing some powerful messages to the forefront. But I think we, as people need to like, kind of go back a little bit to like MLK poor people's campaign and really start focusing on coalition building. And that way we're not challenging each other with a scarcity mindset, but instead we're challenging the structures as a whole. So I'm hoping that the dialogue that came out of this leads to more people feeling like, okay, maybe we need to look out a bit for, for more, for one another and, and get loud. You know, we're here and the, they did a melody of Born in the USA and Get Loud. You know, we're American citizens. We have the right to vote. We have the power to come together and really fight for one another. But I, I, I think, you know, those wounds are so fresh that 
but it's hard to pe for people to kind of see some of the good that came out of the out of the show. Yeah, I mean it's real. The racism's uh, fuel is the idea that there's only so much to go around. Mm -hmm. That's what it's. It's something that sustains itself because we're too busy fighting amongst ourselves. So it'd be what'd be really cool is to see other communities use this as an opportunity to be like, hell yeah, I'm glad y'all did that thing. And for us to use it as like, wait, let me go back and actually check out Beyonce's and actually ask and see what was her message. And for, it's not that we, we don't like pause our own fights. It's we fuel each other's fights. That's what coalition building is. It's not to think that there's only so much energy we have to give. It's giving energy to all those different things. Yeah. Maybe this is started. It's not like like races get really creative in their oppression. It's like mm -hmm. we share that the similarities and those tactics, and it's like the same way that they would have hypersexualized a black woman there they claimed that you know j-lo and shakira were just up there pole dancing and shaking their ass and you know they are not real artists they're just looks and people just want to look at them and it was like you can't just value our talents you have to talk about our body talk about how we're using it and I, it's just like there's so much common ground on the way they on the way that races choose to make sure that we're not valued as humans that we're just pushed down and remind us that we're only good for one thing and that's being sexualized and objects of other people's attention and that reading those comments like just definitely made me the the most upset was like okay i guess you got nothing out of this you didn't you did people didn't see the the kobe uh memorial people didn't understand the cage references people didn't see that this was a proud moment and a really messed up time for Puerto Rico right now, that Shakira took both of her, both sides of her culture. All they saw was she's pole dancing, like this is trash and my kids shouldn't be watching this. Mm -hmm. Instead of glorifying that art form in itself, it's like uh, people just take interesting bits of what they want and it's just this like uh, cognitive dissonance I think it's called where you only hear what you want to hear and it's unfortunate that some of this was lost on people um but the I think the people who it needed to speak to it did yeah we were we talked about this while we were watching it but we referenced Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake's performance in the halftime show the lyric at the end is going to have you naked by the end of this song Justin pulls off a part of Janet's clothing and I think she had like the pasty on her nipple and how that just like totally brought Janet Jackson's career to a standstill and Justin Timberlake being Justin Timberlake totally Denied removed it. himself from any wrongdoing. Not that it was wrong. Um, and you look at that and fast forward to now and we have pole dancing at the halftime show. I thought it was really freaking cool. Yeah, I mean, come on. We're, we're talking about a sport where American gladiators are crushing each other's heads mm. and getting concussions on a daily basis. That's right. okay. That's okay for my kid <laughs> yes, to see. Go right. put on some pads, Johnny, but yeah. don't you look at that girl expressing herself. Yeah. Like, come on. You don't even have to go as far as Janet Jackson. You can look at just the game and see people getting taken out for concussion protocol. Where's your outrage there? That's cool for my six-year-old to watch, but not J-Lo singing a song? Come on. When all of the, there were comments like, all of the commercials are based in like gambling and partying oh, and drinking. Yeah. Oh, and it's mm -hmm. like, but this is what you're upset about. Like two yeah. Latino women yeah. taking Come over on. a halftime show. I kept seeing that word a lot online too, pornification. This one person wrote Pornification? Out, pornification. Yeah, that's, that's a real thing. I had, to, I had to Google pornification. it. So I'll read the definition for you. I so I'll look it up. So pornification. This is the definition. Mass now. 
The prevalence or normalization of sexual themes and explicit sexual imagery in popular or mainstream culture. And this person wrote, the acclaimed hashtag Super Bowl, hashtag halftime 2020 show is a prime example of the pornification of society. Why so little emphasis on the song from these great musicians and all the more emphasis on sexually revealing their bodies and spreading in front of the camera. Keep in mind, Adam Levine performed Half Naked the year before, and I don't remember anybody saying that that represented the pornification of right. America or society. That's, that's the silliest. I don't even know that it's worth yeah, getting no. into. It's so silly, no. but like, yeah, I mean, like, are you? what are you choosing to elevate? What are you choosing yeah. to be excited by? Because I look at a full package and see talent, mm-hmm. beauty, wonder, expression, pornification, come on. Yeah, if that's the case. I gotta go apologize to my wife because I was locking. Dialed <laughs> <laughs> in. Um, yeah, there was you. We, met, we talked about we talked we touched on this a little bit. We talked a little bit about racism, and there's this one, just a lack of knowledge on Puerto Rico, the relationship. Well, just a lack of knowledge on other cultures in general in America, specifically looking at the nuances between the relationship of Puerto Rico and the United States. Because some people were saying. I saw some people online that like loved the Puerto Rican flag that JLo had, but the American flag on the back was a bit of an issue. Um, when I saw that, and I think that goes back to Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem, which totally understandable. I think the what I took away from that message though was that as Puerto Ricans, whether we like it or not, depending on where you stand on the political spectrum, we are American citizens. Mm-hmm. And when she brought that out. She, it was specifically during that melody of born in the USA, let's get loud. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that when you're born in Puerto Rico, you are American citizen, number one. And number two, if you want to vote on the future of the island, people in Puerto Rico don't, can't vote if you're on the island. You got to leave your home in order to vote on the future of your home. Um, So just the importance of that, the discussion, if there's somebody that knows what they're talking about in that discussion, starts to really go into the history of Puerto Rico and the United States, because we really don't have a lot of power on the island. But if we're here and we're in the United States, we have such privilege to let our voice be heard through voting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the message I took out of it. But maybe I was looking too much. Maybe I was thinking too much about it. Oh, that's why Puerto Ricans are like, we're stands for the flag. Mm-hmm. And if we go nuts for the flag, yeah. belt buckles, shirts, tank tops, mm-hmm. that's why. It's a form of protest it's in a, itself. In, its, in, and of, in and of itself, the mm-hmm. flag. And that's that's yeah. why we're so overt with it. That's why we're so like, we're that group. We're all the memes, it's like Puerto Ricans be like, and yep. it's Puerto Rican flags pasted yep. because yeah. <laughs> you don't have a country yeah. of your own. You have a nation of your own, but it's not sovereign. Right. And every time you put on that flag, whether you're six years old at a festival or 50 at a protest is a statement. And I think that's why JLo did it the way she did it. Yeah. And quick, funny little pivot, but I don't know if you noticed it. You should go back to the video and see. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where she like, like, bam, when she does it, does the yeah. wet pop blast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Her daughter's like semi in the way. JLo mm-hmm. sidesteps her. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch it. I promise you. I noticed it last night. JLo's like, hold on, hold on. That's oh my god. Hold gosh. on, girl. <laughs> you're standing, look, you're standing. You gotta let them see it. I love it. Oh my God. That's hilarious. I'm going to see if I can find that right now. <laughs> I promise you. You got to look, uh, look at the, re- look at the replay. Well, you mentioned trying to Google if you could find a copy of that. That um, What was, would you call it? I call it Boa. Boa? Yeah. yeah. But it's a, Do you have any luck at that? No. <laughs> I've, uh... Okay, watch, watch. You see it? No, wait, wait. 
Yeah, she definitely moved over. Definitely. She had to sign like, hold on, hold on. You're in the way of the star. You're in the way of the You're my uh, daughter, but uh, yeah. this is the black girl. Uh, and that's like the reverent, the, the same reverence that Americans give the American flag. Mm-hmm. It's a wonder what, how could you be confused? That's the, why that moment matters. Right. It's just like, if, if it was, God, George Strait, if you mm-hmm. guys even know who that is. Country and, singer? And he, I don't know who that is. I don't know where uh, he's <laughs> from, but I know, like, okay, let me think of a better singer. reference. Um, just kidding, a white wife. If this was like... <laughs> Anybody from Texas, like I feel like Texans are very proud of their flag, and if they came out and they brought out a Texas flag, nobody would be questioning that. It's just like, oh, it's somebody from Texas. They pull out some damn six shooters and start blasting the sky. But because it's a Puerto Rican flag, it's an issue, despite the fact that they've chosen to colonize us, and and we can't be proud of our flag just the way you're proud of your state flags when people are out here raising Confederate flags everywhere and this is more of an issue this year than mm-hmm. other people's decisions to fly their flags, so. I think that goes back again. Just the NFL just has a really crappy track record and it doesn't matter what they touch, they trivialize everything because people kind of, they're just, they're just tainted. They're a tainted organization, in my opinion. Going all in on this messaging, I mean, it was nice to see some people online uh, just talking about the flag. You brought up the Texas flag. I actually printed out this one uh, post I saw on Twitter uh, where there was a number yeah, of people commenting when that when that wet bomb moment happened, Jason. Um, There's a bunch of people saying, did I did I miss that? Or was JLo wearing the Texas flag? Texas flag represent. So was that a Texas flag or? People just went all in on this Texas all flag? All in. Bro. Wait, what does the Texas flag look like? Is <laughs> not it anything close? There's a star. It's a star. That's a Texas yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Um, this, was a, this one guy goes, bro, and they have the Texas flag out. Why, Joel, why J-Lo holding a Texas flag? Why does she have the Texas those flag? Are, and it goes on. Those are more, far on. more stripes than the Texas flag has, that's yes. for sure. Yes. I truly have no idea what the Texas flag looks it's like. It's a Lone Star. So got, it's got the star on the left, that. just like That's that one, except it's only got the two. Oh, it's red. like a red and a white? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do know. Definitely, I do know definitely not the same. Nah, not the same. Thing. Not the same. Uh, yeah. And she was holding that out there for you. She was, let, she was showing you. Yeah, you had a good three seconds to analyze that flag. Come on, people. The Kobe tribute, I think, could have been a little better. J-Lo came out ahead of time, made it seem like they were going to have a really memorable tribute. At least that's what it sounded like. Um, and I think they did something nice. But I wish I, I know the cross in the female symbol um, was gold and purple, but I couldn't really see the purple in it. So I oh, wish yeah, I would have just know that. made that brighter. That. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I mean, I thought, I thought there's a lot to like about this. Um, and I'm hoping that the discourse from this brings up some good conversation around the table like we're having now where we actually take a deep dive on some of these more serious issues, not just affecting the Latinx community, but affecting all communities, not only here in the United States, but I mean around the world. Um, I also hope even if even if you take out all the political messaging and you just put on a good show, yeah. J Lo and Shakira being Latinas in the field, mm-hmm. being accused of being like, you know, industry plants and maybe once upon a time there's some truth and value to that. But to be at this point in the career, to be at this stage, to showcase the, 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 the capacity and the skill that they have at the age in which they have, where a lot of Hollywood and entertainment toss women aside, mm-hmm. even that alone is like, come on, appreciate the moment. 
You yeah. can take away everything else that affirmed me. And I felt affirmed. Mm-hmm. If you didn't feel like something really passionate in that, in that try, what, rewatching it in a room full of Puerto Ricans, you'll get it and you'll understand it. But even without that, <laughs> come on, they put on a damn show. Mm-hmm. And they deserve credit. Yeah. They deserve credit. I think if there's one thing people can take away from this is that Shakira is not a full Colombian. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> She's so for the record. Bad Bunny's Puerto Rican. That much <laughs> I knew. means Colombian. That I didn't. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they're doing some reggaeton. I'm claiming them all. They're honorary. <laughs> Jayla's Puerto Rican. And then Shakira is half Colombian, half Lebanese. Um, she, there was one in, one in particular point during these uh, performance where she incorporated a Lebanese tradition. And a lot of people thought she was just doing like baby, um, like baby speak to the screen where she was like rolling her tongue. Um, no, that's like a, that's like what you do in celebrations. I see, I see that at Arab weddings and that's like the best part. Like, that's how you know yeah. it's like a birthday party. You know, that's when it's going down, all the women. And I was just like, what did she just do? And I didn't even know yeah. she was Lebanese until I saw that. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I think Salma Hayek is half Mexican, half Lebanese as well. So it's, yeah, it's, it's worth exploring. What are those Lebanese up to? They're really getting in Dallas. <laughs> well, I, I can't remember the whole his, like Lebanese history, but it's I think like there's a been a lot thing, of like, maybe? they've had like mass migrations from their homeland to different parts of the world because I'm some type of unrest, so. All right, yeah. every day. It's called the, what Shakira did is called the Zalgoota. I may be butchering that name, but it's Z-A-L-G-H-O-U-T-A. And it's a Lebanese tradition that expresses happiness and excitement. So like what you were saying, like at a wedding, if that's happening, that, that mm-hmm. means everybody's having a good time. Um, kind of puts her recent career into context too, because she's, I've always seen her as a multicultural artist, yeah. even yeah. if I didn't realize that in her blood, mm-hmm. that's how she approaches music. Yeah, she's yeah. all over Waka the place. Waka Waka, so all those things, like, right. she's been about celebrating our shared humanity mm-hmm. through culture, and so, yeah. it's just dope for her to double down on that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, she incorporated a lot of parts of her identity in that, even the, was it the champeta, the Colombian champeta, footwork yeah. dance? Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, she she right after there. with the salsa, you know. <laughs> Kind of a back-to-back. Um, cool. Well, I think that's everything, y'all. I mean, anything else y'all want to talk about about the show? I am uh, hand-sewing those Puerto Rican boas. So, uh, <laughs> catch me on Instagram and uh, order yours soon. How can you... Do you want to share? <laughs> do you want to share how people can keep up with you online? Etsy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you go to my Etsy shop. It's uh, boricua, boricua at toton.com. <laughs> Very good, very good. If you want people to keep up with you after the show, you have the mic to share any like social media channels, websites. You can do that if you want. I'll just share that. Um, j- I don't. I just got Instagram like a month ago. <laughs> I'm that guy over thirty, but like a soul of like sixty. Uh, but I'm on Instagram J that humble. If you like the humble stories about fatherhood, Puerto Ricanness, just all around silliness in the nonprofit world, uh, that's where you can find me. I'll look right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at, at JS De Leon and of course at Paseo Podcast. On no, I don't think I follow you on Instagram. If yeah, you're sharing focus. stories of Anissa, wow. I want to All the time. It's all the time. All the time. It's literally what he's known for. Yes, uh, absolutely. So yep. Yeah, you can't can't walk down the street without somebody saying, oh, that's Betty's dad. Hey, it's Betty's dad. <laughs> they don't give a shit about me. No, 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 no. I think he's Puerto Rican or something. I don't know. With a kid. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you for being on the show today. Thanks, Gus.
Thanks to my wife, Kim, and cousin Jason for hopping on the show. It was a last-minute recording, but I am grateful that they both were able to make the time to cover this topic. Hopefully, this was the first of many appearances on the Bus Sale podcast for them. The PR agenda have been hard at work providing relief efforts to the hardest-hit areas of Puerto Rico after nearly 2,000 earthquakes have rocked La Isla. If you want to learn more about what is going on with the PR's campaign and the progress that's being made and how you can lend a hand, visit PuertoRicanChicago.org. Again, that's PuertoRicanChicago.org. Without our awesome guests, this podcast would not be possible. And without you, our listeners, this would not be possible. So we really appreciate you listening. If you want to reach out to the show, connect with us by visiting our website, PaseoMedia.org, emailing us at PaseoPodcast at gmail.com, and following us at PaseoPodcast on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a tip, want to pitch a story, or send us a compliment, we love to hear from you. Thanks for downloading this episode, and see you next week. Cuídate. We want to take this moment to say thank you again for listening. When you download our podcast or subscribe to the podcast itself, that makes a world of difference. So gracias for taking your time to listen to us. We also want to take this time to thank the sponsor of today's episode. This episode would not be possible without the generous support of the Puerto Rican Cultural Center. The Puerto Rican Cultural Center, located at 2546 West Division Street, right here in Chicago, is a community-based, grassroots, educational, health, and cultural services organization founded on the principles of self-determination, self-actualization, and self-sufficiency that is all activist-oriented. For more information on the work they do, give them a visit at their website at prcc-chgo.org. Again, that's prcc-chgo.org. Now, if you or anyone else you know would like to be a sponsor of the Paseo Podcast, please email us at paseopod at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-E-O-P-O-D at gmail.com. Tell them Joshua from Humble Park sent you.